Welcome to Synchronicity, the podcast, the Godcast, where we know that nothing is a coincidence and thus everything is intentional. How do you feel about that? Let's talk about it. Now, in today's Godcast, as I've already said from the past uh, four, <laughs> which is hilarious, but in this one, we are about to get right into the details of how I found myself inside of a cannibalistic cult of white Christians who wanted to treat me exactly like they treat Jesus. Lynch him from a tree and eat his flesh. Drink his blood so they can go to heaven. And growing up, when I wanted to be a historian, I didn't think that this was really about to be the deep history of how white people stole America from black people. So now black people support a system that does not support them. And white people benefit from this system. Because that was the whole point of them using their racist religions to rape us, force us to identify as black. And now they can use this language to manipulate how we feel about God. So in this story, now that I've fleshed out how I think about things, right? (laughs) I guess that was the point of the last four episodes (laughs) where I'm slowly submerging our bodies into the depth of this story based on what I feel like makes sense. So it's like I'm holding your hand. We're about to walk into a very deep story full of emotions, just like a bunch of water. There's going to be darkness and waves and we want to make sure that you have enough clarity that you don't feel like you're drowning once you're in the story and you understand where I'm coming from, you understand where the white people are coming from, you understand why I'm there and you have a higher level of awareness overall because I'm giving you the ultimate awareness of Chase after the fact. So I'm not giving you the awareness of Chase just coming out of this event. I'm giving you the awareness of Chase after He's been fasting for months and doing loads of DMT. I'm giving you the awareness of Chase after he's been able to reflect upon that experience and get his friend who brought him into that family out of that family through a bunch of cosmic counseling. Because again, I don't get paid for my services. As Spider-Man, for some reason, action seems to be my reward. They're like, oh, you love teaching? Teach us for free so we can use your teachings to make money. That's white people. That's especially this government. That's the white men who built these religions by stealing everything from Hermeticism and Zoroastrianism. Stealing all my knowledge overall. Like, the chase back then, he was just getting acclimated to being Tehuti Trismegistus. He wasn't making all the connections with the Caduceus and Hermes and Odin and Metatron and Zarathustra. He hadn't started building Chase Your Genes yet. Like actually building Chase Your Genes, everything that you see on Chase Your Genes came after this event. So this was a whole process of Chase learning about the white culture of California and how it is rooted in the cannibalization of Quetzalcoatl's family.
So regardless of how you feel about me being any one of my past lives, everything that I'm saying is so rooted in the truth of history and everything that I'm saying is so clearly explaining why the present is the way it is from how humans have progressed throughout history that you're just going to have to realize I'm speaking the truth. I'm not here to waste my time lying. That's also why I went through this experience. I'm not here to waste my time lying, hanging out with white people, just lying with them, acting like they're good people because they stole my land and eat my family. I'm not going to do that. I can't do that anymore. My dog doesn't want me to do that. Objectively, my dog does not want me to do that. My dog does not want me here lying. My dog doesn't look up to a boy who lies. <laughs> to a man who lies. I'm just saying, you know, if he's my dog, then I'm his boy. <laughs> if I'm a man, then he's my hound or some shit. You, need, you know, you got to level up the word dog if you're going to level up the word boy. I'm a boy with my dog or I'm a man with my hound. Shout out Anubis forever and ever. He's right here. So, <laughs> you know, you just shout people out when they're right next to you. Because <laughs> it's, it's an esoteric shout out. Like, hey, I would like to recognize Anubis, and I'd like everyone who can hear my voice to recognize him as well. Gang, gang. Because you can't run away from the fact that when Tahuti and Anubis combine their energy, they create Hermanubis. And that's a concept that the Jews worship, that the Masons worship. They have all of our art in the Vatican. And then when you see Quetzalcoatl and Zalat combine their energy into... Uh, basically the indigenous version of Herman Nubis. The name starts with a T, um, but I don't know how to say it. <laughs> no one taught me how to say that name in this life, all right? I'm still Chase. But I'm bringing our awareness to it so that we can expand upon it because this is the truth of history. This is actually the most relatable facts in all of existence, literally. And that's why these Masons, the Jews, keep cutting me down. The white supremacists keep cutting me down stealing my information, cannibalizing my content, using it for themselves. Because they know that nature is the most relatable substance in existence. And that's how they view all of us as nature to consume. That's why when they're in their religion saying God created everything in the universe, that's racism. All racism comes from that starting point. From someone saying that God created all of us to serve them. That's racism. It doesn't, everything from there is demonic details. They're going to use KKK energy to act like they're not racist. But if they believe that one God created all of us, they're racist because they're erasing all of our individuality with their egotistic desires. And now we're all supposed to be stuck in one soul group to support their desires. Because that's the whole thing. Your soul is your body of water that allows you to absorb the information of other spirits' egos. So a soul group is simply a population that supports a government, right? When a government is telling the population what to do, the population supports the government and makes the government relatable. It makes the government real. There's no such thing as a government without the people. We don't have a system without the people at all. The system didn't come out of nowhere. The technology is literally being created and ran and pushed into other people's faces by people. These people may try to 
not take responsibility for their actions and say that they're being controlled by another AI. But that's a lie. The fact is people are creating this technology and it is people that serve this technology to make this technology relatable. So you can't even imagine a government or a metaverse without there being people playing roles inside of this atmosphere. So the moment you use your idea of government to say that we were all created by one God, you are the only racist in existence, or at least you're the biggest racist ever. Everyone who does that is racist. Everyone, every single individual, the moment they say they're not racist, if they believe in a religion where we were all created by one God, they're lying. And they're contradicting themselves at the same time. And that's the whole thing. They don't know that they're lying because they don't know how they're contradicting themselves because I guess they're just ignorant as to what they actually believe. But really, if you believe that we were all created by one God, then you are erasing everyone else's God. So now you're not going to be able to see anyone else as an individual God. You're not going to be able to see anyone else as indigenous. You're going to see everyone as a slave to your desires. This is how these racist religions fuel white supremacy. This is how these racist religions fuel a banking system that makes money cannibalizing Quetzalcoatl's family. And this land was created by Quetzalcoatl. All of North, South, and Central America was created by Quetzalcoatl. That's why he's a dragon. It represents an Ouroboros. It represents building a simulation that allows other spirits to have sex. And that's all the energy of the S and the snake, the, the serpent. S looking like a vibration, a sine wave, sexual signs, snakes slithering, all that shit. If a man and a woman, if fire and water did not have sex, your mind would not have been able to create the air that allows you to be consciously aware of earth. This is true for everybody, everyone, everywhere. This is objective facts as to why you are conscious and why you're able to build any relationships with anyone outside of yourself. So this is why the concept of whiteness is fundamentally born out of racist religions. Whiteness doesn't exist without light supremacist religions using weaponizing the idea of blackness to make money off of the genocide of indigenous cultures objectively that's the only reason i've been taught to identify as black and now they can manipulate my history based on me identifying as that term they don't want me to fast they don't want me to do psychedelics they don't want me to be with god because now i know the truth of all my past lives now i know the truth of history now i know that his story his story is a lie. My story is a truth. Literally, his story is a lie. White men's history, all lies. Mercury's mysteries, all truths. That's fire. <laughs> oh, shit. That's fire. That's hilarious. Mason's histories, Mercury's mysteries. Man, I'm about to make the best video games, bro. I hope. I mean, I don't have any of the finances or ability to right now, but I do have all the truth. I do have the mysteries. All right, all the secret mysteries here from Mercury. There's so much shit. 
that I am not letting myself be aware of because I, as a Gemini, would just want to share it immediately. And my spirit knows that. That's why I'm glad my spirit is keeping secrets from me. My Gemini ascendant ass would immediately want to start sharing all the spiritual secrets that I learned <laughs> if my spirit didn't keep it from me. But hey, that's the point of the courses. So if you want access to the hermetic truths of Mercury's mysteries so that you can decolonize all the problems that are created from believing in Mason's histories and white supremacist lies, then join our courses in chaseyourgenes.com and tap into the root of the symmetry to expand your consciousness for infinity and beyond. That's what we're about to do right now as we take a trip into the astral realm. Once we touch down, I will take us into the body of water ocean of connections that is the story of how Chase survived almost being cannibalized by white supremacist Christians.
going so fast I can barely feel my face But again it's not a race We're just marching at our pace Don't be ruled by the metric rules Oh, ah, feel so hectic So be cool and collected Maintain calm in the game Don't get offended Brain brains off with the name Reputation is key Represent who you see In the morning when you wake up To go pee A king, a peasant I'm a beast, you're a peasant Phone rings, you guessed it I came bearing presents My presence is red like piano key Working for these white people was fun. White people know how to be nice or else they wouldn't be able to get anything done, right? That's like um, Southern hospitality is a stereotype for a reason. It's, of course, a paradox. The South is the slavery part of the United... I mean, it's all slavery, like, obviously we know. But the reputation for the United States is that you go to the North as a black person if you want to be free... But in the South, slavery is going to be way worse than in the North. In the North, you'll still be enslaved by the banks, by the ewes. But in the South, you'll be enslaved by the Christians who want to be way more violent and rapey and evil. And then that's where the banks and the politicians supposedly saved black people from the Christian uh, religious rapists who wanted to keep us enslaved. And that's somehow how... 
with Birth of a Nation energy, the KKK save us from themselves. <laughs> Yay, thanks, KKK. Y'all want to be Quetzalcoatl so bad, trying to play superhero by actually being the biggest supervillains ever. <laughs> Ugh, evil. I hope we can all agree that the Ku Klux Klan is evil, without a doubt. And I all hope we can agree that cannibalism is evil, without a doubt. This is why fasting is so lit. Fasting, you're not eating anyone except yourself. <laughs> Which is a form of cannibalism, but what starts to happen is you produce energy. And really, your body goes through a whole state of healing. Because it's really a process of renewal. Because honestly... The way that we're taught to eat, this is why our bodies are so broken down. Americans, but people all across the world, have been taught through this banking system that we need to be ill by eating every day. Literally, that's why bills want us to be ill by eating every single day. We are taxing our life force, our chi. So now instead of using our conscious energy to express ourselves and create new connections, because we eat so much, we get into a low vibration of not creating connections, but consuming connections. And that's why they teach us to eat so much anyway, because they want us to sit in school and constantly be bringing information into our body. Because scientifically, they stole all this shit from Mercury. That's why I can naturally talk about it. And I don't need to go to any psychologist study book or learn from any psychologist school. They stole all the shit from Hermes. They stole everything they know about the mind from the metaphysics of Metatron. It's literally right here in the language. So I'm proving my point just by speaking. <laughs> literally. Which is so funny because there is a white woman in this trip who is trying to make me pay her $2,000 to learn uh, neuro-linguistic programming from her. And back then, my spirit was like, you stole all this shit from Tahuti. No, you're not about to make me pay money just so I can learn the very retarded white supremacist version of what was left here by ancient Atlanteans. <laughs> no. <laughs> stupid oh my god all forms of spiritual psychology and mental metaphysics are very clear when you triple your c with hermeticism and zoroastrianism so you can see why i can break down psychologically just spirit so well it's coming from a very natural organic soul space of me as Hermes, as Tehuti, as Odin, as Zarathustra, as Idris, as Ningazita, as Chikatet, as Enoch the Metatron star, as Quetzalcoatl, as Ahura Mazda, as Symmetry. I'm building upon all the connections I have organically created up to this point. So that's intelligence. That's my soul level of intelligence right there. Everything in the world is go literally, literally every single thing in the world is going to be white supremacist indoctrination that was stolen from me already sharing the truth. So I'd rather just cut to the chase <laughs> and share the truth right here. I'm an infinite individual 
if you can hear me, you are an infinite individual. If you have to express your consciousness to forms of consciousness outside of yourself, then your God sent you into the universe to make your spirit relatable. And that's all you. You just have to connect and build upon these different aspects of yourself. But the whole point of your body is that you're grounding it. So again, the moment you say, I was created by your God, you're racist because you are raping me esoterically, or I mean, you're not actually succeeding in any way, shape or form because I'm hermetically sealed up. But in your world and what it's going to lead to is you raping me esoterically and then very well trying to physically because you have an idea, a desire that you want to see be made real through my body. So you're going to use my body to make your God relatable. That's slavery. That's sex slavery. That's all the fucked up shit that we get with America and Europe doing colonialism and the banking system stealing this land from all of Quetzalcoatl's family. This is a spiritual warfare that I'm talking about as Chase, as Zarathustra, as symmetry. Good people, good spirits in their fire element are happy alone. So they don't go out of their way to hurt others. Evil spirits in their water element are unhappy alone. So they go out of their way to hurt others. They go way far out of their way. And then this is where we as good spirits have to protect ourselves. But the evil spirits don't want us to protect ourselves. And that's why the ewes circumcise us at birth. I'm circumcised right now because they took the flesh that protects my penis from invaders. Because they are the Masonic invaders that are making money, mutilating my flesh with metal, and then manipulating my mind. Manipulating my mind to serve their system. And now their system does nothing good for me, but I have to do everything for their system. And now here I am talking about being Spider-Man in an apartment I can't afford. I could kill myself right now because of the debt I'm in. I, <laughs> I hate this shit so much. I hate, I hate this shit so much. I literally want to die. It like life has not been good with this system, but my family keeps me here. And that's why I know that every single individual in my family isn't infinitely awesome God, especially my dog. And my dog chooses to look up to me because he loves me. And I guess I'm that awesome. <laughs> you know, I, I, like, I guess I'm that awesome. I don't see myself that way though. That's what's so weird. I don't see myself as that awesome. And I'm so grateful that I actually have my Atlantean family who sees me as this awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Max. <laughs> Thank you all the spirits that I've used my caduceus to conduct chi with and build businesses with up to this point because our bodies are our business. So when I say building businesses, I'm talking about all the bodies that have allowed us to live all these lifetimes and expand our families. Infinitely grateful. And it was always made relatable through the elements that I'm talking about right here as symmetry. So chase your genes. I was kind of talking to the white people about this, but I couldn't really because I was experiencing so much racism and it was very subconscious. <laughs> so here, first off, my friend Bradley is great. And the point is, even though 
you know, I still have my qualms about him as a white man. He is very aware and I've always felt like my spirit has assigned me to him and really assigned him to me, but me to him because that's in my control. Like, it's not like he's, you know, constantly coming to me. But at the same time, our relationship did start with him coming to me because he saw me fasting and I was going through my whole journey learning about indigenous history and purging my body of toxins in downtown Chicago and dealing with everyone's projections <laughs> and continuing to go to school and everything as I'm trying to get out of the matrix. <laughs> he was someone that uh, saw me and because we had that experience back in church, like I said, where he said he hates white people. I saw that he had an empathy for indigenous cultures that none of the so many thousands of white people that I'd grown up with had. So it did feel like he was assigned to me as a, a student of sorts, literally. Like he wanted to learn about indigenous cultures and it was going to happen through his relationship with Chase. So then that's where I as Chase, especially before I came to San Diego when I was doing DMT, my spirit literally, there is like some point in the trip. <laughs> it was so awesome. My mind was flying around my mansion. I was hanging out with Iricel and I was asking Iricel, okay, why am I alive though? Like, why am I here? Because I don't want to be here. Like, this life has really not been fun. It's not been good. I'm stressed out over how people treat me uh, in all forms. <laughs> I'm stressed out over how just being like how people chase me, treat me, need my attention. The banks, everybody, right? The people who made me go to school, these fucking crazy ass girls, these white supremacists, everyone. Like, I don't want to be here. Why do I have to deal with getting chased? So, like, I want to be alone. <laughs> but then... There is, yeah, that whole section in the trip where Arisol explicitly told me, I sent you down here. I created you so that you can make art with others. And he said that into my mind. And it was when I acknowledged that for myself that I saw my mansion change into a blossoming natural oasis. And it turned from like cold purple because before it was like cold and blue and purple. It turned into like blossoming nature. And it's so funny looking back on it now because processing it again years later, I can see how that represented that nature is created with individuals connecting their individuality. <laughs> so that blossoming represented me actually being born into nature. But it's funny because the whole metaphysical thing is this is still all inside of my space. This is still all me alone with myself. So I can still be many individuals creating nature inside of my own space, all expressing one God, me. So now when anybody outside of me says that there is one God, I am proving without a doubt that no, wrong, there's infinite gods. And I am such an infinitely individual God. I have to express myself through all these different gods that expand this huge ass symmetry Atlantean metaverse that you are trapped in, you were born in, and you are not aware of. That's why you serve a banking system that has you living with Wednesday as Woden's Day your entire life. But you don't know how deep it goes for them to practice that witchcraft on you.
So it was in that trip when all that nature blossomed that I felt at peace. And it was so nice <laughs> to feel at peace in nature. But shout out DMT because that was all still me separated from my body alone in my space. And now my mind can observe an atmosphere that is not here. And it makes me way more aware of why my mind brought my body here or why my mind built a body here and why I've experienced this body my entire life being a slave to the banking system. Because that's been this entire life, me being a slave to the banking system, as we all have if we're speaking English. <laughs> right? So welcome to the matrix type shit. <laughs> we're in here. I've got scoliosis from school because we're just sitting in the matrix looking down all day. Fuck. I'm fixing it. I'm so glad I fixed my hemorrhoids. That shit was so awesome. My quality of life was so fucking poor when I had hemorrhoids. The fact that I fixed them single-handedly with my techniques, with everything in Decolonize Your Face, yeah. I created the caduceus. I'm the one who's talking about how Hermes is the spirit who actually designed these bodies out of the mud, designed these bodies out of the earth. Ningazita used his caduceus to create the spine that is allowing you to conduct chi through your chakras right now. That is literally a representation of Mercury bringing heaven to earth. I'm just talking about straight history right now. Literally, I'm giving you like the actual true history. Everything here is intentional. I didn't know it went this deep when I started the podcast. I promise. <laughs> I promise. I'm just the messenger. I'm just the messenger for all the past messengers of Mercury, straight up. Because I know I can speak for myself. <laughs> Meta. <laughs> Damn. So it was in that trip where I made peace with why Irisel sent Chase to be in hell on planet Earth. So when I came back into my room, I felt way better. No therapist could ever give me that, ever. No therapist would ever take me to that space or get me anywhere close to that energy. And now I've been able to build upon it for years, purely thanks to DMT, not therapy, not the system, not the matrix, not a doctor, not white supremacy, despite all of them, despite all the religions, all the dare programming from being a child. I spiritually am aligned with myself enough to remember my past lives to then lead me down to taking actions that allow me to remember even more of my past lives and build upon more of my past lives and my past relationships. Because it really is about relationships and having a cosmically awesome family. When you look at how awesome Odin's family is, you think, he would want to let that go. You expand on that shit. As an infinitely indigenous individual with your triple I, you expand on that shit. So fuck white supremacy, fuck racist religions, and fuck a banking system that makes up laws that it doesn't even uphold, makes up treaties that it breaks just so it can steal resources from the cultures that it rapes and then cannibalizes and lies about the history of. Because they don't want me to be doing what I'm doing in any way, shape, or form. They don't want me to be on what I'm on at all. 
because then you're going to start doing what I'm doing for yourself. And then we're all going to start changing the world because we're all going to be Spider-Man and we're all going to connect with God and we're all going to create our own web to support our own space. And then at that point, everyone's using Mercury to build their own business. Wednesday is Sima Day, by the way. It was Symmetry Day. I think it's Sima Day. Wednesday is Sima Day. C-Y-M-A, Sima Day. It's about Balance Day, Mercury Day, Sima Day. I'm going to see if that sticks with me or not because it's new. I'm just now saying that because this universe would literally be nothing without my mind. That's why Mercury is in the middle as Spider-Man, the spiritual Spider-Man, is Quetzalcoatl, holding everything together. Hence the dragon, the Ouroboros, the idea of everything happening inside of a dragon and him reflecting that and showing you how you can consciously build your own simulation that allows you to experience your own beastly natures. Because that's the whole point of Mercury. To show you how to do what he does so that you can be happy alone in your own universe and not trapped here. <laughs> but white people make a lot of money being trapped here. And the racist religions make a lot of money stealing everything from my family so that they can trap as many people here as possible. That's why Marvel is so big. That's why the Bible is so big. That's why sports are so big. That's why their banks are so big. Everything they have is stolen from indigenous peoples. Every, every single thing, their medical system, their agriculture. It's just a super whitewashed, limited, egotistic, destructive version of what Atlantean individuals were doing before. So all that history is like really lost. Like that's kind of why we all have to bring it back. And it's, we're only going to bring it back through what I'm talking about right now. Fasting, psychedelics, connecting with God on a personal level, knowing that your God is your space. And then just understanding basically everything in chasergenes.com so you can use your own elements to build your own simulation. And now you're going to experience your own emotions consciously. You're good. You're good. At that point, we'll see you in the astral realm. <laughs> you know, like we're living a Dragon Ball Z lifestyle. We're living like when you have your own universe and you know that the metaverse is you using your mind to consciously communicate with any universe you choose to connect with. How is that not superhero life? How is that not an infinitely imaginative existence? Tell me. I'll wait. Tell me. Right. That's what I thought. So, boo white people. But they're learning. And this is how they're learning. By me sacrificing myself to them. I've constantly been sacrificing myself to a system that doesn't sacrifice shit to help me at all. And that's what you can see in Spider-Man. That's the whole point of Spider-Man being a relatable character. So it was after that trip that I realized why I was friends with Bradley and that I'm supposed to make art with Bradley. And I'm supposed to make art with everyone like Bradley, which is white people. I'm supposed to make art with white people. And this is how white people are going to empathize with the black experience. And then at the same time, I'm going to educate white people on how blackness 
is actually a concept that the racist religions they worship made up to erase the indigenous individuality of every culture their white idea of God desires to cannibalize. America, as a corporate system, is already built on the cannibalization of my family. Especially when you start to look at trees and animals as parts of your family. Because indigenous peoples would never treat animals the way Europeans do. And now so many health problems are coming from the way that people want to eat animals now based on how Europeans want to trap them in basements and overproduce them in super unhealthy ways and pump them full of toxins and pump them full of poisons and growth hormones and extra shit that scientists just made up so that they can manufacture the next best meat or whatever the fuck. And they're putting these animals in such a low state, like a, the lowest vibrational state. They're infinitely scared, infinitely fearful. And then what? When you eat that meat, you're scared and you're fearful too. When you eat that meat, you become stressed out. You start to absorb the vibration that the animal was in for most of its life. Like that vibration is ingrained in the meat of the animals. <laughs> Literally. Like the vibration that you're in is going to be ingrained into your muscles, into your matter. All the material that matters to you is going to be affected by your vibration. That's why everybody's body is their responsibility, right? I can't build muscles for you. No matter how much I go work out in the gym, I'm not going to see your muscles grow, even though I can direct my intention into that. I mean, we can run experiments. If you want to say anything's possible, Chase, through God, anything is possible. I can do that. If you work out, I can absorb your gains. You know what? Now it's up to me whether I want to try that. I'll try it. Because <laughs> I know it won't work and I'll just get extra gains or some shit. Hilarious. So this is why... We can see that every body is created by a mind that is conscious of something that we can't see. So my mind is conscious of something that you can't see. But because I have built a body with my Mercury, with my caduceus, now I can talk to you about what I see. Look at that. Now I'm triple C. Look at that. Trismegistus. Thrice great. Look at that. It's pretty nice. And it's basic because it's what we all do. I just do it like differently and shit. <laughs> so I'm just here like super stressed out about having no money. A big Spider-Man energy. But doing more with less. I have to just keep do more with less. Do more with less. I'm infinitely grateful for everything that I've been able to do up to this point. So we're just going to keep the genuine gratitude train going and we will uh, chug on into new stations and plow deep into new horizons like that deep into horizons, deep into highness. So when I came out of that trip and I went to San Diego and really I was talking to Bradley a lot. So it wasn't like 
Bradley was uh, just spontaneously inviting me out to California, we've been talking for months. And again, we were actually planning on leaving the country because the pandemic was making the world so stupid and living somewhere else would be so much cheaper and healthier for our bodies, minds, and spirits. We were really about that. So we were connecting on that idea. We were like building those thoughts up a lot. And that's where he said I could come out to work for these white people that gave him a job at this lumber mill. So I found myself working at a lumber mill <clears throat> and this lumber mill had me waxing wood, right? So basically I'm working with a lot of dead trees. I as symmetry and working out around a lot of dead trees, cutting them up, using saws and stuff, sanding, chopping, slicing and dicing, all of this wood, all of this tree flesh, all of this bark, woof, woof. So that these white people can make money selling it as art. This is so crazy how that seems like a front now. Holy shit. <laughs> That's so fucked up though. Like this is not my imagination. That's so fucked up. Because Bradley agrees and it was a whole process getting him out of this environment after I left. And after Atlantis started having me piece these connections and shit. Holy shit. That's so fucked up. So many of these businesses are fronts for their cannibalistic, shady, white supremacist, we need to hang Jesus from a tree and eat his flesh stuff. That's so gnarly. And then that just yet again makes me wonder, as we're here talking about the vibration of the meat and how they treat animals, what's really in all this meat in all these businesses? For them to be selling this much meat all day, every day. There's so many accounts of that chicken not actually being chicken. <laughs> so many accounts of that beef not actually being beef. That pork isn't actually pork. And it's pretty gnarly to think about them forcing people to participate in the ritual of cannibalism by putting human flesh in, let's say, a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Ah. <laughs> hate to say it. I really hate to say it. Shit's scary to think about. Really horrifying. To think about them forcing us as consumers. I mean, y'all, I fast. Ah. <laughs> but I say us because I'm in the U.S., the United States. So forcing us as consumers to participate in cannibalism based on their European religion. Like basically Sweeney Todd shit. They worship Sweeney Todd for a reason. I went to a school where one of the only plays I saw my classmates perform was Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd, if you are not aware, Europeans love Sweeney Todd because Sweeney Todd epitomizes everything that they worship. Killing lying, cannibalism, and turning rape into a joke. That's everything that Sweeney Todd represents, and that's why white culture loves it. The same school that consistently forced me to worship the Holocaust as the worst genocide in human history, but the moment I said, but wait, 
there's a bigger genocide in the Americas. And then they want to be like, you can't compare. You can't compare it. We can compare it. We can create a curriculum that teaches you it's the worst. But the moment you challenge it, you're wrong. Stop. We'll silence you. That is the same penis police culture that worships Sweeney Todd. So Sweeney Todd is about a barber who kills people after he gives them a nice little shave. All right. So imagine you're about to go into the barber shop. You see Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd, he's like, I don't know, skinny white dude, uh, super gnarly, black, greasy hair. Um, Because they they did a Johnny Depp movie. So at this point, I'm about to start uh, describing Johnny Depp. So you can check that out if you want to get that in your consciousness. Sweeney Todd is about a European man who, when you go in, right, you're about to go in for a nice shave. You see him. He's there with his sharp-ass scissors and blade. You think nothing of it because that's supposed to cut your hair. So you sit down. You're all like, I just want some off the off the sides. Clean up the top. Nah, all that shit. Right? All the English white people jargon. Because this is their culture. Like this is what they brought into our land and this is what they want us to relate with. This is what I was assimilated into in the school that worked so hard to alienate me. So you're sitting down, he's like, Absolutely. <laughs> Start shaving you. Boom. You get your hair cut. It's super nice. You look in the mirror. You're like, oh, yay, absolutely. Because he just wants to practice uh, barbering still. He's still a barber. So he's having fun being a barber, getting to know you. All right? Because that's generally what you do when you get your hair cut. There's a lot of time to talk. So he's exploring your soul. He's perhaps asking questions that make you feel certain emotions, maybe trying to get your adrenaline pumping just a little bit in ways that you're like, oh, he's really trying to understand me. You know, he might ask, what was the scariest moment in your entire life? (laughs) And now you're exploring those ideas type shit. (laughs) Getting you all pumped up, nice and juicy goosey. And then once your hair is all cut and you're looking all clean and good, you look at the mirror, you're like, oh yeah, this is great. I love it. Thanks, Sweeney Todd. And he simply goes, no problem. Oh, actually... Picks up the scissors. It looks like I missed a spot. And you're like, where? (laughs) And now he just starts cutting into your neck. This is what white people want me to relate with them on. This is their medieval culture. They're still like mentally medieval. (laughs) Like this is literally the play that they had us as a student body supporting as a fun story. These are the stories that they bring into our world. So how do you think they treat indigenous children? Hmm? If that's how they relate on supposedly treating each other, right? So you go in to have your hair cut But the KKK actually cut you out of this life. Johnny Depp (laughs) cuts you out of this life. Wonder what rituals he's done, law. But Sweeney Todd cuts you out of this life. Killing kids kindly. And then that's where, to take it further, Sweeney Todd then takes your body, strips you of your clothes, right? Gets you naked, so violates you. Maybe he'll sexually violate you because... 
they just he'll do whatever he wants why not sexually violates you after he kills you gets you naked and then mashes your body up into meat this is sweeney todd this is european culture this is their christian religion this is what the ewes teach christians to practice objectively and it shows in so many ways i wish it didn't but i'm here forced to talk about this reflecting on this right now because this is too real to not bring up and expand upon for myself because this is entirely the energy that i was in working for these white people it's just so gnarly reflecting back on it because a lot of things in life take time to learn from a lot of things in life you just have to experience and go through that's what dmt trips are like you just have to experience a dmt trip and then reflect back and learn after the fact because if you're thinking too much going through the experience you're going to block yourself from actually having the experience which is why I wasn't supposed to be aware of all the stuff that I'm aware of right now going through that experience. Even though I was because I made transgressions, I'm already symmetry. I'm already talking about the history of indigenous peoples, but it just gets deeper every day. And the relationship with history for me gets deeper every day. So infinite levels in space. <laughs> the levels never end. It's just so gnarly that my school has our student body performing that play. And that's a normal part of the European curriculum. And they make a movie about it. Because the whole point of Sweeney Todd is not only does he run a barbershop where he uses KKK energy to kill kids kindly, appear like he's giving you clean cuts, but then he actually cuts you out of the simulation. But then it's all about the European men raping your dead body mutilating it mashing it up into meat into flesh that's why they say you meet people literally it's right here in the language it's so sad english <laughs> this is english this is english guys <laughs> like you know this is english so when they say oh i meet people every time you meet someone this is where it's coming from fucking sweeney todd culture their idea of like Sweeney Todd being like, oh, each person I meet, I'm going to eat. I'm going to turn them into meat in the back of my shop. He then turns your body into meat, turns you into a meat pie. That's what they're all into, meat pies. And then he sells it to unsuspecting pedestrians. So if that's not predictive programming back then, I low-key don't know what is. Because this is their shit. They love Sweeney Todd. Europeans love Sweeney Todd. This is their culture. Just like they love supporting the cannibalization of Jesus. This is their culture. Cannibalizing the children of God with the KKK. They see Quetzalcoatl. They see Kukul Khan. They're like, oh, we want to be the white supremacist version of him. We want to consume everyone's creations by cannibalizing them. We'll wear costumes to eat the flesh of everyone who's creative. That's literally the entertainment industry. Literally. It's so fucked up. And all these entertainers will tell you that I'm correct. And it's, I already know I'm correct because it's in all the movies. It's in everything in this culture, like I'm talking about. It's rooted in the way that they predictively program the behaviors that they want to normalize 
inside of the population, us. So each time we're seeing a movie, we're being predictively programmed to normalize the behaviors that are being projected into our space. So we're perceiving all the ways in which the government is normalizing how we're supposed to communicate with one another. So notice how American culture and really almost every culture we're basically raised by movies because movies are stories being made real through actors. So this is the entertainment industry. This is America. And this was supposedly that lumber mill. The energy was so strong and gnarly. And looking back at it, it seems even more clear than it already was there because it was already pretty clear there. I was already sus there. And now at this point, it just becomes more clear. But you're probably wondering, how do I know at this point, right? Like, where in this story <laughs> do I actually become affirmed that this is a cannibalistic cult of Christian crusaders who want to colonize Chase Calloway? Well, there's many points. And it really does all start with Bradley. See, Bradley is a special boy who he has the spiritual ego of being watched and manipulated and surveilled by the CIA, by the United government, the United States government. And this seems to be a thing in the spiritual community. I didn't experience uh, so much that, but he was like, he was very much on that wave. Like that was a big part. Like we talked a lot before I came out um, probably over 50 phone calls at least, if not 75, if not, before I came out to California. Uh, we were having so many phone calls to talk and like hang out digitally and expand on ideas and interact. It was very awesome. Um, and my paranoia was with these girls chasing me, these girls trying to rape me. <laughs> but his paranoia was more about the government which is more in line with everything online, everything on the internet that people talk about in their spiritual journeys and uh, whatever, basically. Like there is like a whole thing on the internet of people who start to go down the rabbit hole, so to speak, uh, talking about how they're being watched by the intelligence agencies that get paid to watch us. So they're just talking about what they're going through because we're all being watched. On, like the whole point of social media is that we're all being watched. Like this isn't pseudo, <laughs> you know, like this isn't pseudo at all. Like we're talking about basic facts. We're all being watched. It's just a matter of by who. And the whole point of these platforms is that the governments can cut us down and use us to do what they want at any time. So they boost certain people. They suppress other people based on the content that they want people to see. As I so clearly experience as I so consistently go through. I wish I didn't. I'm trying to change it. But this is the point of the FBI and CIA even being a thing. Like the whole point of them having all this stuff in movies about spy agencies and like technology is that they're talking about themselves. Archer as a movie talking or Archer as a TV show talking about the Russians being spies. They're just talking about themselves. The United States is really just created by Russians anyway. Like there's no real difference between the United States and Russia when they all worship 
the same big J and they're all serving the same exact religion. So they're all connected by the same banking system, weaponizing everything that Mason stole from Metatron objectively. So because he was already deep in the paranoia bag, it was very logical to me because he also then just to bring this really to earth, he informed me that the good friend, which like became his soul brother. And this is where this was really funny. I learned through him that Anubis, my dog is my true twin flame, because there was a point where he said that he thought we were twin flames and that we were cut from the same cloth because he consistently kept telling me that we're all one body of water. Basically, we're all one universe. And that was the thing that I've had to really work hard to decolonize out of him. Like, no, you're an individual choosing to connect with other individuals. But we still came from one source. Nope, you're an individual choosing to connect with other individuals. But we still came from one source. Nope, you're an individual choosing to connect with other individuals. But we still came from one source. Like, no, no, no. White supremacy has white people lost in thinking that all individuals came from one source because that's how Masons are weaponizing Zoroastrianism and Hermeticism and just elements to justify genocide because now they get to anthropomorphize this source by saying it has a name, God, and God wants them to do this. So now you need to serve them so they can do this. And now the bank can do whatever it wants because it has all this money from weaponizing God and telling people that they were created by one source and everything's being controlled by one source. All white supremacist lies created by individuals weaponizing my wisdom against you. Sad. <laughs> Trump voice. Sad. Is very sad. So there was already talks that these people that I was working for were in the CIA. And it was very interesting that they had all these resources and the government was helping them out based on everything that Bradley was talking to me about. So when I was there, I, I experienced racism. <laughs> and I know racism to be racism when you don't treat me the same way you treat others. So for example, I'm hanging out with Bradley and Jake a lot. So Jake is Bradley's soul brother. And that's where this like super showed me that Anubis, my dog, Max, Mercury and Max are twin flames, not me and Bradley, because Bradley was saying that Jake was also his twin flame. <laughs> so now I was supposed to see Jake as my brother. So this is like a whole thing. Like this was a, such a wild vibe. That shit was crazy. But I had a good time. Spider-Man shit. I had a great time. When you keep shit light, ignorance is bliss. So I've given so much of a preface on this story <laughs> because there's a lot of dot connecting, clearly. A lot of context for the culture that I'm in, the world that I'm in, uh, the state of consciousness that I'm in, and the states of the consciousness that my consciousness is conscious of. And what emotions they're bringing to the table, just everything, right? <clears throat> Because there's a lot of my time in San Diego where I'm doing a bunch of things that are not relevant to this story. So clearly, I'm spending so much time talking about things that are prefacing the story. It would take me even longer to actually go into all the details of San Diego. So 
this is just about my time working at a lumber mill that very much subconsciously seems like a front set up to spread the government's cannibalistic agenda like they're getting paid to do it so working in this lumber mill was cool because i was getting to work with art right so i got pulled into this the white people are nice whatever but it was very quickly i realized that they weren't talking to me or treating me the same way that they were treating bradley or jake i very much felt like a supporting role which makes sense considering they're paying me to help them with their work but it was like in that small shit too like you know you don't know that's why i'm saying it but if you're black quote unquote then you know <laughs> for example they did not look at me they physically would not look at me or turn their bodies towards me in conversation really if they talked to me it was generally off like their body was turned away and that was just body language i was uh, seeing there's a lot of body language stuff a lot of body language stuff it was hilarious um because a big thing that i was teaching bradley is that life is subconscious so when you're interacting with people consciously yeah everyone's nice and chill and cool but subconsciously that's where um life really is and the subconscious is the behind the scenes connections and seeing how the behind the scenes connections comes to the surface so basically don't take everything at face value because every single thing is much deeper than it appears the whole point of an appearance is to be lighter and then you go deeper like that's very well how you found this podcast <laughs> at some point in the future from me doing this podcast it's funny because i can really feel like i'm with you right now just by projecting my mind but then it's very clear i'm alone but i am speaking to you but obviously you can pause this and rewind it because it's a recording so overall i'm cultivating a vibe here i have myself in the vibe i'm comfortable with myself and then i'm talking to you like i talk to myself and as long as it makes sense to me then i'm comfortable saying it to you because i like to make sense for myself <laughs> And then, of course, there uh, obviously are layers because I know that I'm speaking to you as in the entire world on a public platform that has rules. So I'm actually not allowed to say what is truly on my mind, really. But I'm making it work by still saying what's on my mind. I, I just like can't say everything. That's the point of censored podcasts. That's the point of the website. That's the point of courses. But obviously, when I'm playing with others on a platform that has my podcast i have to keep it more so to neutral topics i mean i'm talking about the objective history of religions and finances and america so there's nothing to shut down there i'm talking about the basic history of health we're circumcised because of abraham's covenant so these are just basic obvious truths that I am expanding upon because it makes sense to me from my perspective. And now you can see my perspective and why all these facts in the world make sense to me being connected in these sort of ways.
right? Now we can see how the KKK and the Ewes and the Christons and the Masons are all connected by one bonking system, one onking system that stole the onk from Tehuti Hermes Trismegistus from the messengers of Mercury Metatron. They stole everything from Egypt because they simply want to weaponize the math that they stole from Metatron to make money manipulating our minds for infinity and beyond. And they stole the whole concept of infinity and beyond from Zoroastrianism because they stole their whole concept of traveling through space from Zoroastrianism. Hence that song, Thus Spock Zarathustra being so big for space exploration. It's the vibe. <laughs> so everything in anime is about minds being infinitely expansive. We ground it in a body. So, I mean, it doesn't make sense for our bodies to keep infinitely expanding. But then that's where when your mind is infinitely expanding, your body will start to channel the chi of your mind in certain ways. And then your body just becomes stronger overall. And that's what we see in all forms of shows and media because all they can do is weaponize what they stole from me. Uh, me simply talking about how the mind builds the body and expands for infinity and beyond after that. But the body will always ground the expansion. Like my life expands every day, but it's grounded in this body. So I've lived so much life and I've had so many experiences in this life. Like I'm not talking about past lives, this life so many experiences with people at conventions so many experiences working so many different jobs i've worked so many different art jobs and done so many different avenues of work so much socializing in school so much socializing in events that were connected to school outside of school right that's that shit's like endless sports events parties and other shit i didn't go to that many parties but still like overall gathering so many events i know how to detect racism i know when people are treating me like they view me as a human and if they're treating me like they view me as an alien these people were treating me like i was an alien but then i was watching them try to get over that and the shit was weird and it felt like I was being used as a way for them to try and get over that. But at the same time, they're all so much older than me. They're like late 30s, early 40s, maybe even mid 40s for some of them. Like that's the adults I'm dealing with as a 23 year old in this circumstance. These are the people who are making jokes about cannibalizing children to me and my friend. So when I'm working for them and I'm spending time with them, they weren't really looking me in the eyes or turning their bodies to me. And I'm sharing this story. I'm sharing all this in the podcast because I think this is important for the entire universe, important for Chase to document for himself, but also for everyone to learn about socializing and being gaslit racially. <laughs> Because the whole point of racism is to gaslight us and make us feel like we're crazy. When in reality, the crazy people are the ones who created religion so that they can justify their racism. And the whole point of these religions is that they stole all the good parts of them from indigenous people. So literally Christians, everything that they have is stolen from Odin. 
everything they have is stolen from Tahuti. Everything they have is stolen from Hermes, Zarathustra, Metatron, every every messenger of Mercury. And I'm here with nothing, holding it together, talking to you about this because I'm playing out my Spider-Man energies. So that's why I'm also doing this. I was put through this circumstance so that I can make these connections and be very sure about it, be passionate about it, and follow these threads. Because this is the social justice and this is the spiritual change that needs to happen for the climate crisis and the child cannibalistic sex cults to stop. So humans can get on one accord of what it means to have empathy. And we won't think that war is smart. Genocide is profitable. Slavery makes good men. No. Never in Odin's world. Never in Metatron's world. Never in any messenger of Mercury's world. That's how I know I'm not in control of spaces outside of myself. And that's the point of us being in the universe right now. So when you're dealing with your life and you wish you were in control of spaces outside of yourself, just remember this shit. You're not. <laughs> and you never will be. So the only way that you can get control over spaces outside of yourself is to have more control over the space inside of yourself, which is pretty cool. Because then that's where you start to get metaphysical with how your mind can manipulate what matters to you. It's pretty neat. So it's funny because I have good conversations with the white people there. I mean, there's just so many different times where we were having very nice, basic conversations. But so much of it was, it felt like this vibe where they view me like one of those trees that they're chopping down. They view me like one of those trees that they're cutting up. Yet they're so nice. But then it was like, eh, here's what happened. Here's where things get really interesting. I end up doing shrooms with them. I end up doing mushrooms with these people. And I do Molly at the same time. <laughs> I'm rolling on two M's with these people. All right, mushrooms and Molly. Hilarious. And we did it in the middle of the desert. It was like in a desert hole encampment setup that they had with buildings. They had like a bar because this is a regular thing that they did with their friends. But this time it was just Lance, Jake, Bradley, me, Lance's wife, his wife's daughter. And it was funny because my first conversations with Lance, he's, he says he went to art school. So he s somehow uh, through going to art school um landed this lumber mill gig chances are he had a front story as i'm looking back to be real that shit's crazy oh um, <laughs> he had his super light white version of the story because bradley was telling me um after i left that things went deeper where they had deals with the government and it wasn't really like he painted it to me before but my memory is kind of foggy in that area so let me not put too many details that aren't actually there on that. When we went to the desert, it was very interesting because me, Bradley, and Jake were having a great time. We have a great time. I mean, Jake is hilarious and he has a lot of passion for his psychedelics. So that's where anyone who has passion for psychedelics, they naturally uh, become interested in cannibalizing indigenous culture and using it for themselves which is the use, which is the religious people who want to talk to God and the people who run the government, that's the Illuminati and all the people who are the celebrities who feel like they're higher than you 
because they keep psychedelics for themselves, but they're not even using it in a hermetic way. They're like being taken advantage of by demons. And it was really funny because that's what Jake wanted to do. Jake literally, when we were in the desert, he wanted to do psychedelics to summon spirits. And he made a joke like, oh, well, we already have Thoth here. And it's funny to think, looking back, like, did they actually believe or did he? Whatever, because it wasn't, I wasn't even really on that level with the adults. Not about that. He very well was just validating my ego um, to connect with me. Because you never really know. That's why you can't get lost in any of these names. <laughs> you know, like, once you, like, make a name so big, people can start connecting way more with your name than you. And that's where you as a spirit really do have to separate from a, from a name straight up. <laughs> like, been there, done that. <laughs> I'm Chase the Space now. But it's real. Because literally, Tahuti, like every single messenger of Mercury, their names got so big in their atmosphere that they had to split from it. And that's how we're all connected. And that's how we all know that we are not a name. We're not the energy that we create to experience life. Our space is infinitely individual. There's no name for that. But the point is, when we build internal simulations, I'm holding on to my information. That's what Mercury is. So no one's going to get me lost in their lies about my past life and my relationship with God based on their ego projections. It's not possible when I'm in tune with my Mercury. So that's what Mercury represents astrologically, okay? Letting you know, this is what chase your genes. This is what symmetry is all about, straight up. You're hearing it right from God's mouth in this case. I, as Metatron, am the closest to the Jewish concept of God this simulation is ever going to get. Objectively, I, as Metatron, am the closest representation of the jewish god that this simulation has ever had or will ever have so the moment you talk to me as a jewish god i'm going to tell you that every single individual is a god alone in their own space and the whole point of your life is to develop a functional family that you feel like can empathize with your idea of god i just created every single religion in existence right there all religions pew, 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 stemming off of Mercury. So they all need Wednesday. That's why this isn't shit to me. This isn't shit to me. <laughs> For real. But then that's where they package me up, bundle me up as Spider-Man. And now I'm here empathizing with the black experience, having nothing, being Spider-Man, holding it together, making connections that no one can see until I make them. But now we can stand on them and we can build upon them as symmetry. Balance in our talents. So Lance's wife was very friendly. We're going to call her Sally. The very interesting thing about Sally is that she claims to have changed her identity three times before being known as Sally now. So that was another, <laughs> that, yet another red flag. That was yet another point that I'm, uh, I've had to land on as I'm drawing out these conclusions. Because she's very nice. She's super kind. She's super loving. She literally uh, welcomed us into her home. 
She was super proud of showing off her home. When we ended up going to work for them at their house, uh, because we worked in their backyard to pull roots up out of their home, which they have a super awesome home, good for them. I wish I was able to have a home like that growing up or just at all here, instead of being stressed out like I am. But hey, that's what <laughs> white people have been able to create a system where black people lack everything that they've stolen from us. Now I don't even have a home in my own land and I'm supposed to feel like Yahweh about them. Yahweh tells Abraham, I'm a jealous God. Now Chase is supposed to be here, jealous of how white people have all of his money. Ugh. See, jealousy is not an emotion you can experience alone. We can't be one God if the one God describes himself as jealous. That God has to be jealous of everything he stole from me. And I have to say me because I mean me as in Mercury, Metatron, the big M-E. The big J-E stole everything from the big M-E. And it's clear all throughout this reality. I just have to be the Spider-Man to make these connections. So I'm glad I'm going through this uh, poor lifestyle that I am going through because it is helping me make these connections. If I had money... I would have never been put in a state where I felt like I needed to go work for those people. I would just do art on my own time. I wouldn't need to go work for them and then try to do art with their resources after, but then not really be able to because they don't actually want me there. <laughs> like if I'm not working for them, they don't want me there making the art that they're making. They acted like they did. They introduced it like that. Lance and his team, they introduced it like that. But it became clear over time that they literally just wanted uh, slaves for their projects. Like simply like paying me $20 an hour to slave away for their projects. But then they're paying us, um, that's what made it nice. They're not paying us through the government. They're able to just give us straight money. So the government wasn't able to steal the very meager numbers that we were earning. So something was happening, because looking back, they said that they were running low on money and they weren't able to pay us to work as much because there was a point in this trip. It was maybe a solid two weeks in before we go to the desert. I know I'm hopping around right now because we're just at the desert. But before we went to the desert with these people, Bradley and I were talking about if I would perhaps get an apartment with him and we could regularly work at this lumber mill. And that became that became a conversation. Man, this is such a wild time of life. I had a great time. But I was like, whoa, no, I'm getting out of here and that's a trap. <laughs> I'm not about to come get financially obligated to stay here and then rely on working for these people just so that if I get stranded from these people, then I'm fucked. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so funny. Because like he, he kind of thought I was really going to go for that. I'm like, no, do you not remember? I'm making this money to leave the country. I want to escape racism. These white people treat you nicely. They treat you like family. But I mean, I'm already seeing that they don't see me eye to eye. They see me as an accessory, as a tool, as earth to stand on. And this is the elements. This is how the elements play out. 
I literally played out as Earth that entire time. Especially because Bradley is actually chaotic as fuck. So <laughs> when we did psychedelics in the desert, he became so incredibly chaotic that everyone was actually looking to me as esoteric stability throughout that whole trip. It was bizarre. When we did the mushrooms, and especially mix the molly in with that, <laughs> Bradley was just off the fucking walls. It was, there are no walls, so off the fucking trees. It was such a beautiful space. But man, he was bouncing, bro. Like, literally, that shit was so wild. I've never seen someone act so physically crazy in my life. And he had less shrooms than I had. So it really shows personalities. Because I'm, I'm so, I'm having an awesome trip. I'm having a remarkable trip. Hey, my mind, woo! In my spirit, woo! My soul, woo! My ego is very satisfied with what it is observing. I am very at peace with the circumstance that I am choosing to use to connect with egos outside of myself. I am at peace. It's lit. <laughs> He's going off the wall. And all these white people who previously were looking at me more as expendable finally started to value me more on a personal level it was really interesting looking back because it was after that they saw me more as like a grounded human being and they kind of saw him more like an animal now he's still the white boy so they still preferred him they still like the body language they're still mainly saying his name they don't generally say my name that's another thing that's how i knew they were racist um they weren't actually really saying my name when they talk to me like they do for Bradley and Jake. So that was showing me that subconsciously they're humanizing these people to themselves, but they're not humanizing me. Now, I could also just go out on a limb and not out on a limb, but make the assumption that it's not even about how I look racially, but just that I am a visitor. But it was funny because they were telling me I'm part of their family. It just did not at all feel like when I was part of uh, the family in Brazil. I, I'd much rather be in the Brazilian family, please. <laughs> I'd rather be in the island of Ihabela with that family, all those people. Pretty please. Let me be there. Fuck these white people trying to eat me. That shit was horrible. And yeah, they just want me to slave and work for them. Man, I miss Brazil. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I need to get out of here. But no, I'm here. I'm here in LA. I'm here in LA because Atlantis wants me to build right here. Right here. My symmetry is growing right here for right now. I mean, I'm an air tree, right? So Mercury as an air tree, my mind expands through all spaces that Chase chooses to connect with. Look at that. Facts. So that's funny. Lance's wife, Sally, had changed her identity three different times. That's infinitely sus to me. I had not heard of anyone in my life changing their identity except in TV shows where people are running from fucked up shit they did in the past. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, let me know. Can we agree on that? Leave a comment. Hit me up. Let me know. I mean, hit me up with a comment. Like, leave a comment here so we can have a discussion. I'm in the comments, by the way. I check out com I, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast on something where you can't comment, then fine. But I... I check out comments. I'm Mercury. I'll fly around. I'm Hermes. I'm Hermetic. The Hermetic Odin. So, I am busy. 
But I still check around. The point of me being here talking is so that we can have a conversation. So if you care enough to comment it, then I care enough to see it most of the time. So if that's not sus, let me know. Because I'm pretty sure in most cases, only someone who's like done really fucked up things in the past or has made some transgressions against the law even that they're running from. And the law will help you run away from the law. That's what we see in movies all the time where the government helps you change your name after they have you do fucked up shit. They pay you to do something fucked up and then they have you change your name so you can keep living your life under a different alias. Think of Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> or many of these celebrities that supposedly die. I mean, they show that shit in Batman and the Pentaveret and a lot of media, how they'll fake the death of people so that those people can go live a different alias. So she told me she did that three different times. So that means she was on her fourth. So that's the wife of the man who's running this lumber mill, Lance. Um, so it's really funny looking back because I got to make these connections now. Looking back, because they both had children before they got married and they already got divorced from other people. So, you know, white people with their not being able to uphold the rules that they give themselves. <laughs> like, why get married if you're just going to get divorced? Why say till death do us part if, I mean, you're not even going to be specific about the death. I guess if you mean the death of your love, fine. But really, I thought you were talking about death of the body. That's what's implied. That's what we all think, right? Till death do you part. You're supposed to be married for life. Then you're like, I can't do this. We need a divorce. Okay, I'm going to do this with someone else. Come, maybe you should build a different system. Make a different system. This is very unintelligent how you've got it set up, but whatever. So it's funny because it almost looks like she must have. Yeah, they're just working together really hard. That's just so gnarly that she said that she changed her identity three different times. And she couldn't talk about it anymore. And then she wouldn't talk about it. But it's like, then why'd you bring it up? But they did that a lot. It's like, that's why I'm telling this story. Atlantis wants me to tell this story because white people want to be understood. And that's the point of predictive programming. And that's the point of us letting them take over this entire simulation. Literally, they want to be understood. So we understand them. We understand you, white people. We understand where you're coming from, why you do what you do, why you want to be what you want to be and how you operate we understand we absolutely do understand we see you i as chase am experiencing it it hurts my soul in every way i understand i as hermes made it possible for you to even call yourselves white i understand so when we went to the desert we were hanging out with them it's a good time we drove up with jake having hella fun in the car, I'm beatboxing. That became a whole staple throughout this trip because Bradley told me that he and Jake related very hard on beatboxing, related uh, very hard on like freestyling and beatboxing. So that's why I brought uh, super hard to the table. I as a tourist, creating a whole vibe that people can rap over, just like forever beatboxing. And, um, yeah, Bradley and Jake loved it because they get to freestyle and rap over it. But it's just funny how white people will love you and then hate you for the same exact thing. They will hate you for the same thing they love you for. Like, that's what slavery is, literally. 
white people will hate you for the same thing that they love you and need you for. Like, they need you to do this, but they hate you for doing it at the same exact time. Shit's fucking weird. Because that's where it started to feel like beatboxing. Especially once we got to the desert. Me beatboxing, I was always the platform for these white men to be seen as rappers. Like, that's the energy that I was playing out. And I was doing it the entire time I was there. Being the platform for white men to be seen as rappers. Because I'm the one laying down a beat. But then they would like start trying to throw shade on me. And it wasn't a lot. I'm, I'm about to bring us to one specific instance. Because Jake, he was more impressed. He's like trying to imitate me. I'm doing... And he's trying to imitate that. We're doing it together. I'm showing him how to do it because indigenous peoples love to teach white people how to make art and express themselves. It's just white people who love to steal our creations and then cut us out of our own land, kill us in our own home, and then lie about the history. So sad. So Jake, super into the beatboxing, but that's, I mean... He's actually hanging out with me and Bradley because we're all the same age. We're all 23 in this time. So that's so wild that I'm 25 now. (laughs) So beatboxing with Jake and Bradley, very fun. And it was then when we went to the desert and we're spending more time with Lance that we're starting to get him the freestyle. And that was fun because then we uh, are basically... Especially, uh, we talked about this with Bradley, according to Bradley. (laughs) We were helping Lance uh, get back into his youth. And that's what Lance's wife said, too. So that was supposed to be a big reason why uh, this guy brought me, Bradley, and Jake uh, to the desert to hang out with him and his family, his wife and his wife's daughter. And yeah, we hit like three on three. So it's funny because other than beatboxing, I wasn't really talking to them that much in this trip. And it was basically because they were talking to each other so much. If I was there again, I was literally it felt like I was a piece of earth that they're all standing on. And they weren't addressing me. They weren't talking to me about me ever. They never asked me about what I wanted to do or where I'm trying to go or what I'm trying to explore. They're always talking to each other about what they're trying to do and their desires. And there is this expectation that I'm supposed to be there to serve them, like even just socially. And uh, I started to watch myself rebel against that because I'm like, hold up. No, like I feel this weird expectation of how they want me to just stand around and validate them. But I didn't come here to California to validate white people. And I don't have to do that. But it it was just then funny because I'm going off into nature, exploring the desert on my own. And that was super fun. Um, I did that in the trip. (laughs) Uh, Going out and exploring the desert on my own. But later, 
it turns out that Jake was criticizing that and criticizing me to Bradley, uh, talking about how I wasn't interacting enough and I was going off and doing my own thing too much type shit. Like, bro, wh what do you want me to do? Be a slave? Yes, that's what they want. They want me to be a silent slave. They need me to be there, but they don't want to respect me. And of course, again, the fact that they're bringing me out there, they feel like they're being super kind. And so then that's where when white people already feel like they're being super kind, they expect you to serve them. If they feel like they are helping you or giving you things, they expect you. They expect you to do more. And that's, of course, all of us, right? Like when we're giving people things, we expect them. Uh, we expect something of them, something. Unless we're just giving it freely. Like when I'm here giving this podcast freely, I'm not expecting shit of you. You get to do whatever you want. But um, let's say if I were to give $20 to someone, either I could expect them to do nothing or I could expect them to invest it in themselves, right? So when Hermes gave the use Hermeticism, when they got access to Hermeticism from Hermes Trismegistus, he was infinitely adamant about how they should all be very, very, very happy alone so that they can use this stuff to be happy alone together. They took that and perverted it so that no one on earth is actually happy alone and they're lost in a religion that is raping them with the idea that none of us are alone because we were all created by one God. Super esoteric rape. Protect your space. But it was really funny because as to the beatboxing, it was Lance who started making comments about suppressing it. And um, it was weird because I wish people just say things like to your face, but white people don't like saying things to your face. White people like to do things behind your back and then cut you out and get the benefits later. And that's all these politicians. That's the entire U.S. government. That's why they've never apologized for slavery or the genocide that Europe has brought to the Americas because they're not sorry. This is their religion to erase us and lie about it. It's just so funny, like seeing how my beatboxing was such a joy for Lance to be able to connect with Bradley and Jake so that they can freestyle and they can connect with one another. But then what happened later is that once I was done beatboxing, uh, he was talking to his daughter and he was just talking about like how things are winding down. But he made the comment, oh, yeah, it looks like everyone's going to sleep soon. So if there's any more beatboxing, don't worry, I'll suppress it. And he said it to her like the beatboxing was a problem that he needed to solve. Like it was a nuisance. Like he wasn't just freestyling over my voice for hours before that. Shit, like really pissed me off. <laughs> And in my head at the moment, I'm like, say it to my face, Lance. What the fuck? You don't need to say that shit to your daughter. Come over to me and tell me that you don't want me to beatbox anymore. So I don't have to listen to your shitty ass rhymes. What the fuck? That's white people. Disrespecting the thing that they were just using to have fun with others. Because this is their slavery mindset. They want us to be slaves and they treat us like slaves and they expect us to play out like slaves do. And for them, they eat slaves. They cannibalize their slaves.
And it's so funny. I mean, the food was good. Uh, we ate lamb. It's just amazing white people's fascination with eating meat, with eating the flesh of the animals. It's so interesting to me because indigenous peoples don't have that. We think way more like trees. As you see with symmetry, everything I do, our bodies are built out of water. We're not obsessed with eating things outside of ourselves. That's all a projection of white supremacy. That's all white supremacist history. All U.S. history is a lie. But they weaponize the truth to sell their lies. That's why they can make Black Panther and Spider-Man and all the Marvel Universe relatable. They can make the Bible relatable because they weaponize actual indigenous truths to sell Masonic Jewish lies. And everyone's learning that day by day. <laughs> uh, there are people who've already been known that, right? I mean, there are people listening to this right now like, I've been known that. But there are people listening to this who are like, oh, you know, I'm just now learning that actually. And you're really uh, integral to that symmetry. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Your friendly meadowhood symmetry at your service. Branching out through infinite realms and realities for the benefits of all functional families. I don't discriminate. So don't bring that racist shit here into my simulation. <laughs> I don't discriminate. I support all families. Everyone is going to use Hermeticism and Zoroastrianism to conduct business. Because that's what realities have been doing to build everything. That's how this government is manipulating the entire globe. All the sheep, whatever. They're all playing Hermes. Hermes was the actual sheep herder before all other gods' concepts of Jewish white people stuff. White people stole everything that they have from Hermes and Odin. And they know it. They don't have anything without that. So it's all Mercury. They're not shit. They're cannibals. They're evil and they hate to be alone. So they use love to spread warfare. And that's it. There it is. They use love to spread warfare. And it's like the ultimate spiritual battle fighting people like that. Because when you use love as a weapon, you can get pretty far. Like that shit gets you pretty far. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like... Look how far they got. They stole this entire land from indigenous peoples because the KKK used love as a weapon. The Jews and the Christians use love as a weapon. The European banking system uses love as a weapon. Look how far they got. I'm speaking a language where we use meat to describe meeting people because it was built by cannibals. <laughs> this language was literally crafted by cannibals who view everyone they meet as meat to eat. So we slabbed some lamb on the grill. Shit was fire, not going to lie. <laughs> Shit was nice just uh, looking back. I'm fasting right now. I'm actually nine days into fasting right now. So, you know, it's funny uh, being able to see the split, being able to see how there's a chase, a part of chase that really likes that, that really enjoys that flesh. And then the part of chase that is definitely uh, fine with not having that flesh. But um, the carnivore in me is real. That's where we get the balance with cannibalism because white people, because they believe in their religion that black people are animals, that's how they justify cannibalism in the culture. Like the same way they justify slavery, the same exact way they justify eating us. Like they're eating their slaves. They were doing that as a regular practice. That's the whole, I mean, thing with lynching people from trees and still eating us because it's all about them treating us like they treat Jesus. Like, it's right there in their religion. So I'm not saying any far out shit. <laughs> I'm just pointing out the very hard truths that we need to recognize if we're going to do 
any spiritual healing in the country known as the United States and in the entire business known as America. Because America is a business. It is bigger than a continent. It's just anchored in the United States. And the whole idea of America is stolen from Metatron. They literally just stole everything. They stole all of his matrix metaverse wisdom and turned it into a Merkaba. America, a Merkaba. <laughs> We're all abducted by a Merkaba. <laughs> Welcome to a Merkaba type shit. <laughs> literally. And then that's where America is fascinated with the alien UFO shit because the white supremacists use are the aliens using this concept of America to trap white and black people in a Merkaba that they can use to abduct the children of God. And now they're all probing you up the butt. Now they're raping all of us. Now they've imprisoned all of us in a matrix where they can harness our chi and make money living in their desires. It's horrifying. It's sad. It's horrible. It's so weird looking back and seeing um, how real this is. <clears throat> so It's so crazy. Looking back and seeing how real this is. Being with those people. Being in that environment. And being with Bradley talking about it. And us like processing it every day. And then me leaving and having to process it with him. And get him out of there. Man. We'll get back into this in the next episode. I'll cover what else happens in the desert, how we get Bradley out of there, more points on Bradley's side, because you're very well not convinced that I was inside of a cannibalistic cult of Christians who wanted to treat me just like they treat trees. And I don't want to believe it either. So, hey, I like your side if you think like that. But we will expand upon the points in the next episode, and we'll see how you feel by the end of that one. So till then, much love. Peace out. Stay awesome, stay balanced, gang, gang. <laughs>